Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with our executive producer and co-host, Mark Griffith. Thank you for joining us. The show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. You can find out more about them at migonline.com. Love to have you go check it out, check out the site and find a loan officer nearest you. We have offices from the Tri-Cities to Memphis and everywhere in between. So definitely check us out there. Um, as well as you can go to thehousinghour.com. That is the mothership of all of our shows. So you can share it with friends and family. You can go check out our past series. We have a lot of great information that we'd love for you to be able to use and, and definitely share it around. We, we, lo- we love that type of thing. So um, this time of year, we are getting close to uh, putting a bow on 2018. And what we wanted to do was to you know, talk about what happened in 2018 in the real estate business and also in the real estate market. And I tell you, there is so many things that have happened this year. The bit, the busy time that we had, you know, even right now, I was looking just before I came over here um, at our pre-qualifications and, you know, things are still busy and it was like that last year as well. So, um, we're excited today to have Tyler with us from Realty Exec. You've been on the show, what, two times? Yep, 2013, I think, is what we were saying was the last time. Exactly. And, um, you know, we're so excited because, number one, we, Mark and I, when we started the show, we decided we wanted to do this because we wanted to bring in people from around the area that we could really just put on the air and say, hey, this is what's really going on. Johnny Perkle actually helped us to voice that over. Absolutely. And get the people who know what's going on out there. It's, It's good to get the professionals in especially when they have such a great personality on air. So right. Tyler, Tyler's <laughs> yeah. a good one. So. Uh, debatable. Right. Now, first, before we do anything, give, give us your website so that those who are listening, we can have your website right out of the, uh, off the uh, Jump Street. Yeah, so our website's uh, really easy. It's www.foxandfogarty.com. Okay. And that's where you can go and find out all the stuff we're working on, our listings, mm-hmm. how we help buyers, all that good stuff. So, yes. And Tyler uh, Fogarty is from Realty Executive. That's where you uh, hang your license. Correct. Exactly right? right. Yeah. So you also have the Fox and Fogarty brand, Correct. which is within the whole umbrella. Um, and you've been there for a long time. I, gosh, like how long? Have you yeah. Been so I got licensed in August of 2007. So mm-hmm. a little over 11 years now in the business. Yeah. yeah. And, and so you know somebody that works over there, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. My, uh, uh, most of my family is involved over there. So, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. That's the way it is. You know, in the real estate business, you know, my father, my mother, you know, we, 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 ha- we tend to gravitate to what your family does. And it's a great thing because it's building legacies over, over a time period. And so that's awesome. And you've really put, you know, and that's what Mark and I always think about. We've planted our roots here, you know, and that's what you've done. You've mm-hmm. been here for, since you were born and you plan on staying here for a long time. And that's what you've invested. You've invested in Knoxville, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, correct. So born and raised here, went to high school here, went to college here, stayed mm-hmm. here after college. So I've never, just about never left the same zip code. It's a little <laughs> embarrassing. I've done some traveling, but in general, yeah, I'm a Knoxville guy. Yeah. And you know, 
because I've I've been in in mortgages since 2002, but before that, my dad was in mortgages. Mom's in mortgages. My dad was a real estate agent prior to that. And you know, as I grew up and as I watched them from afar, you know, I I, I felt like, oh man, they seem stressed, or you mm-hmm. know, that might not be what I want to get into. Um, tell me, how did you sort of evolve into that? Because I felt like when I ended up choosing to get into the mortgage business. I had already tried a couple of other things mm-hmm. and it was just a natural progression for me. Tell me your story. How, how did that happen for you? Yeah. So, you know, growing up, uh, both of my parents were, were in the real estate business and it was, you know, it was bizarre. They didn't talk to me a lot about what they did. So I didn't really know their jobs. I just knew um, uh, where they went to work. I'd see them on the phone all the time, but I didn't really have an intrinsic understanding of it. So I go through life. I go through growing up. I go through high school. I go to college. I actually had plans in college to move to Chicago, had a couple job interviews lined up when I had one semester left. Play for the Bulls. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. They wanted a short guy, so they said, come on out. Um, and uh, so uh, anyway, uh, those uh, plans fell through last minute. I still had a semester of school left. Uh, it was summertime, so I said, I will go um, actually get my real estate license. And I kind of made this announcement to my family. Hey, I'm already thinking about getting into the, uh, the work world. This is something I can do for a few months before I figure out what I'm going to do after I graduate. And as soon as I did, um, several people that around me, contacts I had, uh, friends, family that were in the business kind of pounced on me and said, okay, this is, now that you've made this decision, this is kind of the way you need to do things. This is uh, the way you need to conduct yourself. These are our suggestions of where you should work or how you should handle things. And that was the first time people kind of made an effort to have a real influence in what I was wanting to do. Hmm, That's interesting because, you know, I've heard different stories, how families handle that because some families are very confrontational is not the right word, but the, the, wait a minute now, do you, do you know all the pros and cons? Do you know everything that you need to know? And you, you know, and I remember when I first was thinking about doing this, I remember uh, mom and I having some very direct conversations and she even shared with me some stories, some horror stories Mm -hmm. really of what things that could happen. And I'm grateful that she did that because it allowed me to know what worst case scenario was and prepare myself mentally for those challenges in, in, in your world. I mean, things happen. Were you prepared for the real estate business from that perspective? No, not at all. (laughs) Honestly, my, again, when I, when, when I told people I wanted to get in the business, it was very much like we're excited, come join. Yeah. I find myself now when people come to me that yeah. I know and say, Hey, I want to get my real estate license. I'm, I'm much more buyer beware. I'm much more right. like, here are the pitfalls and here's how it's tough. And it took me really three years to kind of figure out what I was doing. And mm. I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't have the work ethic. I didn't have yeah. the drive. I don't actually have natural. Mm. Uh, I wasn't born with any sales ability. So I had to learn all that. So, uh, yeah. it was, it was a tough road at first, honestly, wow. it really was. Yeah. Well, and see, also the great recession happened to start right when I started. So that didn't make it and easier. Yeah. Well, I know your dad and I mean, I just know, you know, he's, he's, when I see him at any party or anything like that, you know, he isn't the the guy that's out, you know, jumping around. I mean, but when you talk to him, mm-hmm. he knows the business. He, and, and that's what I see in you as well. You know, you're not going to be the guy, you know, jumping up on the couch. Maybe you were in college, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but you know what you're talking about and man, you know, we're not here to sell Tyler, but I mean, that's what you want in a real estate professional. Is it not Mark? Well, you have to have knowledge, but yeah. it's nice to have a personality, but yeah. really you got to know the 
the product right. and, and learning the product is mm-hmm. the most important thing. And I know my father, when I wanted to get into the real estate business in West Knoxville, um, he, he worked at HUD mm-hmm. in the family, single family loan division of HUD. Mm-hmm. And he said, why don't you just go to Oak Ridge and learn your craft in the real estate business? I said, mm-hmm. well, why do I have to go to Oak Ridge? It's because he knows in the first three years you cut your teeth and you kind of make mistakes. Absolutely. And that's uh, what I did. Yeah. So, I mean, but it, it's good that you recognize some of those sales limitations mm-hmm. and learn how to do it because yeah. now you know how to do it. Know thyself is very important. You <laughs> yes. need to know what you're good at, what you're not good at. Yeah. And it's the only way to really grow is to have a realistic view uh, of what you can do and what you can't do. Yeah. Um, and certainly making mistakes is important and learning from those mistakes and don't let them get you down. So right. I tell people all the time, especially folks I'm training, folks on my team, I've made a thousand mistakes in this business and I'll probably make a thousand more. Uh, but everyone you learn from, you learn how to refine your craft, you learn how to be better every single time you do something. But you own them. You own them. If immediately. You, you immediately up, own them. Immediately. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's super important. The second you mess up, I'm sorry, and then you take care of it. You solve the problem. Right. So. Yeah. You gain so much more respect from people if you own what has happened. Correct. And, and guess what? If you're not going to make mistakes, then you're not trying mm-hmm. because yeah. you have to get out there. And if you're going to put one foot in front of another, and it, it, for people that are listening out there, we have Tyler with us. He's from Realty Executive. He's been in the business for how long did you say again? 11 years. He's been in the business for 11 years. And with that comes a lot of, uh, I guess, a lot of, of ups and downs because of real estate. But, you know, Tyler, what you said a moment ago is so true. And I look at it in my life when my mom told me that, hey, there are these obstacles. You know, part of me really sat down and thought about it for a long time. So I don't know. That's just what I needed. Maybe you didn't mm-hmm. need that because if you had heard that, maybe you would have yeah. said, I don't know if this is for me. That's true. You know, I could have. Um, it could have been the right thing to hear. I potentially could have been easily discouraged right. uh, understanding that it was going to be tough. And so, so yeah. I think people, especially people that are close to you, like your family mm-hmm. and so forth, you know, everybody understands that what they need to hear. Now, they might have been thinking, "Ooh, I can make a lot of commissions off Tyler. <laughs> him on one yeah, kidding. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But he may, um, he may sell a couple houses this year. Yeah, so we'll there's see. a bottom line to everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And everyone. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but anyway, the, and the truth of the matter is, and that's why we love doing this show. I love getting to know people and know what makes them tick. And, you know, second segment here in a moment, we'll, we will talk about, you know, real estate. But I think it's really cool. And in your family, um, you also have, I think you also have a stepmom that's in uh, the Correct. title business. Yep. And so you guys really have uh, a lot of, of knowledge. Mm-hmm. I bet you uh, Thanksgiving dinner is interesting. It is, for sure, yeah. People ask us, do you believe in nepotism? Heck, we thrive on it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I love it. And and what's cool, too, I I know all of uh, his family, and they're good people. They're really good people. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, everybody might uh, have a claim uh, to being a dynasty in real estate, but you guys have a really nice thing going. Um, and we're definitely glad for our partnership, no doubt about that. So Mortgage Investors Group and Realty Executive have a, a very sound relationship mm-hmm. and we're so grateful for it. Um, we're grateful for you as well. And we are going to continue with Tyler right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, executive producer and co-host. Uh, excited to be here. 
Um, and we really are thankful for our listeners. Yes, we are. Um, it's coming to the end of the year, 2018. We've got um, Tyler with us, Tyler Fogarty from uh, Realty Executives. Excited to have him and, and really, really a neat first segment to sort of get to know him a little bit. And Tyler, again, thank you so much for coming in and spending a few minutes with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate Definitely, it. Definitely, man. Yeah. Um, and I know that, you know, just sort of putting a bow, if you will, on on that first segment, um, you know, sometimes doing, we were talking off air about doing the right thing and what does doing the right thing mean? And, you know, you were t- talking about some, some things, some mistakes that you had made, yeah. you know, and you said that, um, and, and, and always like owning up to it and just saying and, and hitting things like, okay, I did this wrong. I'm going to take care of it. And it just, it just feels so much better. Number one, mm-hmm. but also number two is the right thing to do. And then it always ends up paying back in the long run. So why not just do the right thing at the beginning? And and why don't people more times than not do the right thing? And, mm-hmm. and we'll never understand that. But don't you see that as a dichotomy sort of? Yeah, for sure. People relate, I think, really well to uh, folks making mistakes. So mm. if you, you mess something up, you say, oops, uh, I messed that up. You immediately own it. Uh, the second you can, you immediately apologize. And then you solve the problem if there's a really, uh, yeah. if you if you can solve the problem. Not to so. get way off topic, but, yeah. but I think that uh, Americans and all of humans in general um, endear themselves to people who publicly make make a mistake. I mean, some mistakes are worse than others, of obviously. Course, yeah. But you know, there's something about admitting that you were wrong and then trying to climb back up and get. Because when you get knocked down, just like Inky Johnson says, it's not about how you get knocked down; it's about how you get back up. You know, and and you can look at politicians through history. Bill Clinton is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. You know, people loved him, even though he made a bunch of mistakes. So you're sort of yeah. like the Bill Clinton of real estate. No, yeah, 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 basically. I'm, I'm joking. Yeah, uh, 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 you're, you're exactly right. People love a comeback story, yes. and it works on a micro level as well, micro right? So level. if you just say, hey, oops, I'm sorry, and you messed that up, then it's like people instantly relate to it, and they say, okay, let's work through how to solve this problem. Yeah. And people that are listening out there, they're probably thinking, what does this have to do with housing? <laughs> and it does, because... Yeah. When you're talking about a real estate agent or a mortgage loan officer, or for that matter, the person who is going to be waiting on you at your restaurant tonight, everybody is not perfect. Mm-hmm. And and the cool thing about life is, is that every instance that you come about that you have the opportunity to, if you make a mistake, to make it right. And I know for me, just in a leadership role, um, and I've seen other people in leadership roles do it differently, but they make a mistake. And mm-hmm. then they blame somebody else. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. I'm going to keep going my way. Keep moving. And then they make another mistake and they blame somebody else. That's when that Facebook is, lights up too. Yeah. People go to Facebook and social platforms when you don't own it. Yeah. And then they make you own it. Yeah, Absolutely. that's right. Yeah. They'll, they'll put, they'll put you on blast. For right. Sure. Yeah. But even if it's an anonymous thing and, and, but see, my thing is, is that like leadership for sure there's an interesting and you're a leader, you mm-hmm. know, of your team and, and, and you, the group that you lead, you're a leader, I'm a leader, you know, leaders, usually a good leader will give away all the credit. Mm-hmm. And then they will also, when something goes wrong, they'll take all the blame. Yeah. And in the, in, in, in mortgage, at, I remember when I was a loan officer, that was like one of my niches is like, if ever, if anything goes wrong, I'm mm-hmm. going to take all, I'm just going to take yeah. it and own it. I'm going to call the real estate agents and I'm going to say, look, I, you know, here's what, here's what happened. I would always yeah. make sure they understood that I'm doing everything I can to fix it, but here's exactly what happened. And, and I take responsibility because I'm mm-hmm. the quarterback, you know, yeah. but then also the flip side of that, you know, we're at the closing, it got, you know, everybody's thrilled. I'm, you know, you're saying this is a great, job by these real estate agents, by my team behind me. I mean, nobody wants somebody out there going, look at me, look at me, you know? And, and so 
just thinking about Knoxville leadership uh, in, in all the different um, avenues. I mean, are you in any type of other leadership type of uh, uh, organizations or anything like that? Yeah, well, we're, we're a part of several uh, charities that um, mm-hmm. um, certainly I've been involved with over the years and, and done some leadership stuff. But See, now uh, you're at the age where you can start m- modeling this, and you already are, for other people because mm-hmm. now you've got to that point in your career where people are like, wow, he's doing something like really right what's yeah. he doing you know what i mean yeah absolutely we need to have like a um big brothers big sisters for professionals <laughs> right? yeah, for sure yeah, yeah. I, i'm a big fan of the the mentor mentee uh type relationships I, th- I think those i think that's key to anybody's career to be a mentor to somebody who's not where you are in your mm-hmm. career and to be uh, a mentee and be out looking for a mentor for Scott, somebody that's more I guess advanced than you. on your team is sort of one of those right I mean, yeah for sure absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so i scott, hope he considers me a leader absolutely <laughs> so scott um is on your team and yeah. he helps work your all's digital leads right correct yes and then you also have tell me who all is on your team um, so we have uh, 11 folks in our team oh, right now. Goodness. So we have well, six. You don't have to well, name all. <laughs> yeah, can, yeah, how much time you got? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have six full-time agents, uh, and then we have three full-time staff, and we have two part-time staff. So uh, yeah. Scott Crammond uh, is who you're talking about. Right. He's a fantastic agent. Start with, started with us a year ago, so about this time a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's had his first full year in the business, and he's learned a ton. His eyes are his eyes are really wide open right now. Yeah. We just had an end of the year meeting uh, yeah. last week and uh, he was super excited that's about cool. all he's been through and extremely excited about 2019. That's awesome. Yeah. And so looking at your team and let's transition a little bit into talking about how you operate because, mm-hmm. you know, real estate has evolved a lot. Like it used to be back when my dad was um, a real estate agent, a team was unheard of. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Oh, they, they didn't have team concept. Yeah. It was the broker was the right. team leader and you were under them. Yeah. And, and same thing for for mortgages. I mean, it's it's not very different. Y'all's is a little more public because of the type of relationship mm-hmm. um, with the public. But um, but you know, it was unheard of. Yeah. But then people started to realize you can do more and do better with a larger group of people. I mean, mm-hmm. is that how you saw it? Because yeah, not that you were the first team in Knoxville, mm-hmm. but but you really have been one of the front runners on this. Yeah. I think um, it really comes down to uh, kind of piggybacking on what you're saying. It ultimately comes down to your ability to provide really high-end customer service. Mm-hmm. And you need a big team to do that. The The transactions are so complicated nowadays. Decades ago, it used to be a one-page contract, used to be extremely simple. Now there are so many moving parts. You really need several people to help provide the highest level customer service. And ultimately, that's what's going to give you longevity. It's what's going to keep in the business. It's what's going to make all your clients mm-hmm. happy is you you really doing a good job and providing high level uh, customer service. Yeah. yeah. And that, in, in our mission statement, doing the right thing, but really at the end of the day that we do what we do and you do what you do because you want to help others, mm-hmm. you know, and talk a little bit about that because I find when I started in the mortgage business and, you know, mom gave me all the negatives at first, mm-hmm. yeah. but she also gave me the pros, you know, she did give me both. And, and one of the pros was that you're actually helping people and you can really change lives. Talk Correct. about your experience with that. Yeah, no, I think that's one of the key things that once you get into this business, you realize you are helping people. Most everybody who is buying a home or selling a home is making is a part of some sort of positive life transformation that's happening. Right. Just got married, mm-hmm. just got a new job, just got a job promotion, just had our baby, just had a second baby. Mm-hmm. Our kids have moved on to college, we're downsizing, but most people are going through this yeah. positive 
positive life event and you get to be a part of that and you really get to be a part of helping them move their life forward. Not to mention the whole, it's probably, it's most people's biggest investment. So you're helping sell that at at, at a a quality number and make that to be an easy transaction or invest in the right house if they're buying. So yeah, it's hundred percent. It's one of the most exciting things about the business. Yeah. And Mark, you know this because you were, your dad worked at HUD. Mm -hmm. And so there's sometimes there's those issues when you have um, a transaction and it, it's positive, it, it's positive, mm-hmm. but you see it very clearly. S- people, when there's change involved, it can be very uncomfortable. Correct. And so, you know, being able to help somebody through a transaction, even though at the end of the day, it's a very positive move and it's great, but it can be stressful, can it? hundred Mo- percent. Yeah. Uprooting your family, moving yeah. it all, packing your stuff up is mm-hmm. extremely stressful. Uh, also yeah. just, you know, managing your bank account, figuring out how yeah. much you can spend, how much you're going to make when you sell this house, how much is everything going to cost? All that stuff is, is highly stressful. And then you compound mm-hmm. that with the holidays and yeah. trying to move in <laughs> before Christmas or yeah. Thanksgiving or something. Right. It gets yeah. pretty hairy. And that's where going back back to the team concept, like before, let's mm-hmm. say if it was, you know, when my dad used to be a real estate agent, yeah, he could help you with the question on the home inspection and he could definitely help you, you know, say, hey, here's when the closing date is. He's probably not going to be that guy that's going to go and say, Hey, you know, do you have a lender yet? You know, do, Correct. you know, now you've got a team and, and I would say Kim and them are on your team. Absolutely. hundred really. percent. So, yeah. Um, when you go to service a client, you have all of the bases covered yeah. and that that's the way it has to be. And, and just like you have a team at MIG, mm-hmm. we have people that can help. Um, and you can jump in at any, at any place and yeah. do it yourself. But having everyone like pulling in the same direction, that's really the key. And in your reviews, like you have the best reviews mm-hmm. ever. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, you have some really good reviews and that thing, that stands out. Like people, you can't get Google reviews, yeah. you know, in a fake way. You've got people that are raving fans. Well, we've discovered that about 75% of our business every single year is from word of mouth, from referral, from a past client, from their relationship-based uh, deal. And so- And so because of that, we have to focus on customer service, Mm -hmm. making people uber happy, not just being satisfied with the transaction, being extremely impressed by uh, by going through the process. Mm -hmm. And then that way they end up telling their friends, they write a review, they say something on Facebook, and that ends up turning into more business. You can help more people. I want to segue. We've we've got two segments left here with Tyler, and um, I want to talk about the, the digital transformation that has occurred and how you all have embraced it. Um, some people are embracing it, and some people are not. So we'll talk a little bit more about that right after these messages. in hour with kevin ray continues helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it again kevin ray welcome back into the housing hour this is kevin ray i am your host here with mark griffith executive producer and co-host and also um tyler fogarty from realty executive but it's actually really fox and fogarty right is that your yeah so we're just uh, uh we've organized ourselves as a mm. as a team at mm-hmm. realty executives so we're under the realty executives umbrella and yeah. uh, we've just branded ourselves as a team that's uh organized yeah. division of labor uh, we've got a leader yeah, here, here right. apparently so right. yeah that's cool <laughs> uh-huh. but you still i mean you're very proud obviously of realty executives what a great oh my brand. gosh absolutely they do tremendous things and, and i know that your father has done 
wonderful things for your all's, I guess, uh, franchise that you have. Mm -hmm. um, how many offices actually does uh, your team own? Not your team, but the, yeah, the Fogarty. I believe there's seven uh, offices. offices under Realty Executives. Yeah, Knox, yeah. Blunt, and Anderson County. Right. So um, that's in the cool thing, too. And that's what I love about real estate is that real estate is secular. Seth definitely goes in cycles. But the cool thing is, is that everyone at some point, at some stage of their life, they're going to need a trusted advisor mm -hmm. because the fact is we're moving. You just said it last segment. We're, we're graduating. We're, we're downsizing. There's so many different things that happen. Mm -hmm. And when those things happen, the first thing that people do is they're like, well, what do I do first? Mm -hmm. You know, and that is the, the big question. And what now is happening is you have all of these 17 year olds that well that were 17 year olds uh, you know four years ago mm -hmm. uh, you know those kids that are you know that were playing Fortnite now they're out <sighs> here buying homes so we have how are, what are they doing well guess what rather than going and talking with mom and dad which is what maybe we did mm -hmm. well maybe some kids that age did now who are they asking they're going to google yeah a lot of times right um now there's pros and cons to that even because, you know, Google has such a search, you know, capability, the algorithm, the search functionality, they deliver back good results for what you're searching for, yeah. but your results are only as good as the input part of that. Mm -hmm. So when they put in real estate agent Knoxville, you're going to get just a variety of people that are going to pop up a variety of things that are going to pop up. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I, and I'll let you um, maybe give you or not maybe, but definitely give your opinion on this, but you know, to get a real estate uh, license is, is a very difficult um, hill to climb. It, they don't just give them to anybody, right? Correct. However, with that being said, just like the mortgage business, you could have someone go out, get a mortgage license that mm -hmm. passes the test, does all the jumps through all the hoops and all that stuff. But until you have some experience, until you have like a record that shows, here's what I've done. We talked about the reviews. That's a perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. you, you can look and say, okay, here's what Tyler's done. I, I'm, I feel very good because he has 4.9 out of five stars. You know yeah. what I mean? So I would warn people to say this, you can go out there as a new loan officer or a new real estate agent and pay to show up at the very, very top of these different, you know, websites. Correct. Um, that does not always mean that they're going to be that five-star agent. Mm -hmm. So what I'm su suggesting is a little bit of due diligence on the buyer part, buyer's part, go to Zillow, go to these different platforms where they can say, okay, well here, let me look at the, let me look at their reviews. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I know that you would never throw any of your competition on the bus and nor would we, yeah. um, it's about the customer experience and we don't want people to get burned. This is the biggest investment that they're ever going to make. You know, and we talk about in the mortgage business, the big one out there, rocket mortgage, it doesn't take a, you know, it doesn't take a rocket to get a mortgage, you know, mm -hmm. so keep your mortgage on the ground with us. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Yeah, no, that's a, a good point. You know, um, a lot of folks, uh, you know, that's part of what our job is, is we have to put ourselves out there because there is a lot of online competition. Mm -hmm. And you can go on Google, you can go on multiple websites, and you can see a lot of people's names on there. So our job is to make sure that we have a big presence on Zillow. We've got a presence on Realtor.com. We've got a big presence on Facebook. We've got a presence on our website. You know, that's super important. That You that guys have a presence there. on your website? Yeah, correct. I'm just yeah, yeah. Kidding. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just yeah. You go on there and see our faces uh, and our dogs on there. <laughs> yeah, and they do some funny videos. You guys have done some good videos. Yeah, as well. but that's the key. Is is mm -hmm. is like 
well, okay, you and that's what Google and and you have now. Google has the largest share of search, certainly, but you know you have Yahoo, Bing, these other mm -hmm. different you know search engines, um, and then also you talked about social media. So let's segue into that because you have Google. Mm -hmm. You're going to find a lot of things that are probably not. Uh, worthwhile efforts for you to go searching uh, folks out there, depending on what it is. Um, if you click on a website and it takes you to uh, a website that does not have a local address, mm -hmm. folks run, y you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. um, that's one thing that I always tell people is that it doesn't matter what they're shopping for. If you go, unless it's like Etsy or something like that, but if you're shopping for a service mm -hmm. and you want to be able to purchase a service online, um, uh, Amazon, you can buy stuff. I'm not talking about retail. I'm talking about service oriented stuff. Go find out where their headquarters is. Yeah. Because if it's not like in your state or in your city, not that you can't work with them, but try to understand the, 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 what's going on here. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, for, uh, for sure. It's, um, it's, it's relationship based and mm -hmm. you're going to get the best service from somebody that can actually have a relationship with you right. and that you can actually send business to. And that's going to be a local person for sure. Absolutely. Uh, getting, getting a mortgage from a 1-800 number is always, always a bad call. Right. Um, there's a chance it saves you a little bit of money, but it's never worth it with the headache. No, there is no chance. Yeah. And speaking of there's mistakes, no speaking of, of mistakes, <laughs> they're, they are, they are much more likely to make mistakes and yeah. they're much less likely to own them or help solve problems. But mm. folks that committed to brick and mortar within their community mm -hmm. has made a huge commitment Correct. to personnel and that helps the, the tax base. It helps employ people. It helps put food on the table. Absolutely. You should support your community. Yeah. And yeah. when you can walk into that person's office, you know that they're right. they're going to give you good service. They're going to listen to you. They're, they're gonna, living in your town. They're living in your town. They may see you at the grocery store. So they're going to do their best to make you extremely happy. Yeah. That's so true. Gosh, and, and things have changed a lot. You, you think about how things have evolved and you think back a long time ago, Sports Stop in Oak Ridge, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, I used to love that place. Danny Sutton was the owner, I believe. Aaron, uh, his daughter, went to Oak Ridge High School, friends of mine, all the whole nine yards, Sports Stop. It was a store in downtown Oak Ridge where they sold, you know, sports stuff. Right. And well, then Walmart came in. Mm -hmm. Well, Walmart came in, and how long do you think Danny's store lasted? Not very long, because the stuff that he was selling over here was 20 30% cheaper at Walmart, because why? Walmart goes in and threatens with their lives, basically. You know, you're going to sell, if you want a big sale, then you're going to have to find it at this price. Mm -hmm. So, so that's on the retail side. So that's understandable. And we see that's evolved. We see that Amazon has even come in and is in that space now as well. Um, then we talk about other services because that's what I see big companies attempting to do now, which is what Walmart did back then. The difference is though, it's not cheaper. It's more risky. Mm -hmm. It's actually maybe even more. I, I, I did a, I'm not going to tell you the name of the company, but I decided to go through the entire process with two well-known online companies, put my social security number in, did the whole nine yards, mm -hmm. and then compared it to our rates. I probably, maybe I shouldn't say that, but that's okay. Uh -huh. I, we'll talk to the Federal Trade Commission later. <laughs> Guys, I'm just going to tell you, our number one, our rates were better. Our the process at which it was to get to where we needed to go was much more difficult. Mm -hmm. So the big companies, and now you have these companies like Redfin or these companies that I don't even know if that's the proper name for yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know, that, that, and hey, I'm not, again, we're not throwing anyone under the bus, but you have to understand like bigger and, and better and flashier does not mean it's going to work 
to your advantage. Correct. Yeah. Right. Again, you know, it's an extremely complicated transaction. This isn't buying a baseball bat online. You know, this right. is that's what Danny is, used to sell. Uh, really? Yeah. At yeah. Sports stop. <laughs> yeah. So that's what. Yeah. This is a, this is a, a different deal for sure. It's extremely right. complicated transaction. You want somebody who's hands on. You can pick up the phone and you can talk to, uh, and who knows how to work through the nuances of it. An mm. algorithm isn't going to work through the nuances of a transaction, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know when you get a when you do get a property and you <clears throat> sign a contract, there's several things that have to occur mm -hmm. within a certain number of days. And then like, let's just say a home inspection as an example, I want to have Tyler and his team, you know, if I'm selling my house or let's say I'm buying my house, if I'm buying a house, I need to have uh, someone like Tyler, someone that's knowledgeable to know, okay, who are we going to get to do the home inspection? Mm -hmm. Cause I'm not just going to look in the phone book and just pick out anybody, you know? Yeah. So you'll be able to say, okay, here's what we're going to do a home inspection with, because we know, you know, because you've done many transactions with this individual that he's honest or she is honest mm -hmm. is going to be very thorough and then is going to deliver back to you. Even if it means that it's going to, the deal will become dead because of what they found. Yeah. You have to know that Tyler, a trusted advisor is not going to pick a home inspector who's just going to say, Oh, that crack in the foundation. No, that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and so that part of the transaction is so important. And, and is that something that you think through as well? When you yeah, talk for to sure. people, the, I mean, the home inspection just on its own, you've got three things you've got mm. to one, get a good home inspector. that can tell you what's wrong right. with the house. Then two, sometimes you need a, a good contractor. that can say, here's how you would fix it. And here's how much it would cost. Mm. And then three, you need a good real estate agent that, that can say, Hey, this is realistic to uh, ask the sellers to get done, uh, to ask them to do it. Or this is actually realistic in the marketplace that you can get this done or mm. what's allowed to be done. Um, so all that you've got three separate things to worry about just in the home inspection. It's, it's extremely nuanced. It really yeah. is. And then there's a date that you also have to be aware you're, of. You're, yeah. You're working towards an end goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a timeline. And if you're, how much time do we have left, Eric? Less than 30. 30 seconds. We'll, we'll, we'll actually pick this back up okay. because this is an interesting topic because the home inspection, you know, the, the dates, I, I remember looking at contracts and I would call the people back and I would say, you, you know that the home um, inspection contingency removal date is three days from now. Mm -hmm. Back before that was really, I guess, legislated. I don't know. Yeah. But we'll talk a little bit about that. Tyler Fogarty with Fox and Fogarty come right back after these messages. <clears throat> Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back to the Housing Hour. This is our last segment with Tyler Fogarty from Realty Executives, Fox and Fogarty team um, here in Knoxville, Tennessee. You can go to thehousinghour.com and we're going to have a little bio, a little information about Tyler. Uh, also a link to his website as well. Um, what's your website just for everybody again? Uh, Foxandfogarty.com. Yeah. And it, th they'll actually mention uh, Tyler and his team on the <laughs> website. I'm That's just right. with you. Um, we were talking before we ended the last segment and we'll, we'll wrap that up and then we'll get into a couple other things before we end the show. But um, home inspection dates being important, make sure that you're looking at when the home, you know, the home inspection contingency removal, how many days, because you guys can write some of that in or no, or can 
you not? It yeah, used so, to be. Yeah, so yeah, we can control uh, when the home inspection deadline ends and mm. when the resolution period deadline ends. So the right. home inspection deadline is when buyer does all their inspections, then the resolution is when the buyer and seller are negotiating right. basically what's going to be fixed or not be not yeah. be fixed. So yeah, so you and have those to, timelines are different. Yeah. There's kind of a, a custom uh, customary way people do stuff, but they really are different every deal. And those are super important dates to have on your calendar and know when those end and know yeah. how to take action before those dates. Those yeah. are those are potentially two of them the most important things that are in the contract. Yeah, I totally agree. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Buyer, your home your home inspection contingency removal date has passed. That foundation problem is not going to be fixed. And yeah. I, I mean, that would be obviously you do a walkthrough and you say, I see that there's a fact. I mean, there, you know, but in mm -hmm. general, those two dates are vitally important. Correct. Um, and so the reason I was mentioning that when I got started on that was that, you know, somebody at a company who is far, far away that you're trying to deal with all this stuff over the phone, maybe over the internet, you know, there's, there's, there's lenders, but there's also real estate agents that are trying to do a lot of their work via text, via email and not be present locally. And mm -hmm. I just don't believe that that's the answer. I think that's going to set us behind rather than move us forward. That was all the reason I brought that up. Um, and I think that we've shared some testimony of why that's true. So let's take the rest of the time. 2018 for mortgages um, was very, very good, very healthy year. Um, what changed was that we went from doing, you know, 40% refinances and 60% purchases. I don't know if this is the exact numbers, but this year we did a 90 95% uh, purchases, you know, wow. last year we had some more refinances, um, but it was dwindling then too. But this year, all purchases, pretty much all purchases. Yeah. So you guys, you don't do refinances. Correct. Yeah. But I wish we could. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so how was your world? And tell us a little, what, what, how do you think that the market did looking back? Yeah, I think 2018 was a stronger year than 2017, mm -hmm. uh, and it's going to go down as a watershed breakout year for Knoxville. I mean, Knox County traditionally is a 3% um, year-over-year -year price growth, and mm -hmm. last year we were 7%, and this year we're looks like we're going to be right at 7%. So those are uh, those are big-time numbers. We had just about the same number of transactions this year in the market as we did uh, last year. We felt uh, just in the last few weeks that things have started to slow down a little bit as far mm -hmm. as time on market, um, and so that's something we're kind of... Um, you know, closely watching next year to see what the market's going to be like. I think 2019 is going to be a great year uh, for Knoxville, but I don't think it's going to be quite as strong as 2018 was. How about inventory? Uh, inventory is still extremely tight. Uh, it is going to uh, probably loosen up a little bit, and it's going to look a little bit, um, there's going to be more inventory in 2018 and 17, um, but uh, it's still going to be a shortage. There's going to be a lot more buyers out there looking for homes. I think that, you know, my experience with Tom White, for instance, uh, he's an appraiser that we have on the show. And, you know, being that there's markets within markets, you mm -hmm. know, and inventory, if you have a home that's 115000 in Farragut, it'll sell as quick as you sign the, con you, know, Absolutely. you know, write the listing yep. agreement. So it just depends on what the market or which market um, that yeah. you're in. So inventory, we've, we've had conflicting opinions about inventory. Um, you're suggesting that inventory may look or feel better like first quarter 2019 mm -hmm. because maybe there won't be as many buyers as there was third quarter 2018 is that why you think yeah i think you're just uh, homes are going to take a little bit longer 
to sell. So because they stun the market, the inventory kind of builds up a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, and I think that's uh, for several reasons. Uh, one, I'm sure you guys know this, uh, interest rates going up has mm-hmm. kind of made buyers pause a little bit. Mm-hmm. Price is certainly going up big time right. um, for Knox the last two years is going to kind of put buyers on pause a little bit. And then the stock market going a little crazy, kind of, you know, there's mm-hmm. not, if there's not certainty out there, people are a little bit afraid to pull the trigger. So uh, again, I think um, just in general terms, it's going to be a strong market next year for Knoxville. Um, but I just don't think it's going to be quite what 2017 and 2018 was. And I do think inventory is going to, uh, there will be more inventory, uh, but it's still going to be short compared to uh, what you'd say a normal market would be. I think there's a lot of folks moving to Knoxville and uh, a ton of demand. There's not going to be enough folks putting their house on the market. Is there still bidding wards go- going on out there? Mm-hmm. So yeah. people bidding up prices of homes? Yeah. You know, we, uh, a little bit before Thanksgiving, we kind of felt the market slow a little bit on some of our listings and you start to get nervous about what's, what's the next few weeks look like. And then we've put up three listings in the last two weeks uh, that have all gone multiple offers. And so that was also a in, in quick indication that, hey, the market's not changing that much. In fact, slowdown isn't really the right term. It's normalizing. It's kind of what I've been saying. Mm. So it's just been right. normalizing exactly. a little bit over the last few That's day, what I want to use. Weeks. I yeah. like that term better. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about interest rates, just to give everybody an example, if you have a $200,000 mortgage, <clears throat> excuse me, and let's say the interest rates go up a quarter of a percent, okay? Mm-hmm. That's a, a, a probably a normal ebb and flow. Then that means that your payment would be about forty dollars a month more per uh, your your interest payment would be about forty dollars a month more monthly. Mm-hmm. So um, to put that into perspective, you know rates are still really low. You know, I <laughs> yeah. mean, it's kind of like the old saying when you'd say your parents would say, "Well, yeah, I had to walk to school uphill both ways." Well, back when I was getting into the business, rates were like six and an eight, six mm-hmm. and a quarter. You recall that. Mm-hmm. Of course, you also remember in the Jimmy Carter years when they were at Well, 17. I was still in high school in the well, Jimmy Carter years. <laughs> Watch it. Buddy. Right. Yeah. But, you know, my dad certainly experienced that. So I guess it just, it's a moment for us all to reflect on history and say, yes, rates are, a, you know, they're not that three and a half percent 30 year fix that we, you know, had for a very short period of time. But folks are still in the, in the what the high fours or low yeah, fives right, right 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 i mean my yeah. gosh i mean that is amazing Look, when i got into the mortgage business in 1985 interest rates were at 12 percent, and and that wow. was down from like 16 or 17 yeah. percent. and then in 1986 they dropped in the first half of the year to like nine and a half percent and i remember agents telling me if you can keep it down around nine and a half percent, <laughs> we could sell all day yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that's right i mean these are we're still at all-time lows compared to most yeah. standards, right? I mean, compared yeah. to certainly our parents' standards and our grandparents' standards. Yeah. yeah. And you have to, yeah. uh, if you're out there listening and you're thinking, oh my goodness, my lease is running up in February. They're, they're saying that the rates are going up. Do not fret. I promise you, listen, what you need to do is you first, you need to think through, is this a decision that you want to make? And the way you make that decision is you need to get information, you know, Mm -hmm. and you can, I mean, we're, we're, we're certainly hosting this show and we offer these services. You can go to MIGonline.com, fill out a form. You can go to Tyler's website, but what you need to do is you need to determine what your rent payment is and then what your comfort zone is. And all of that stuff, you need a trusted advisor to help you do that. And then you can help them guide them. And here's the homes that would be in that price range. I mean, mm-hmm. guys, it's the right time. And if someone was listening to this show and they say, okay, I have a house to sell. So I don't know, should I get it painted first before mm-hmm. I, I start? In, what would you tell a customer saying, okay, I got to sell a house. I want to buy another one. I step up. I got to yeah. get a little bit bigger. 
What would you say? But I got a lot of stuff to do to the house first. Yeah, I don't that's what that. you hear all so, the time. So, uh, sure. um, uh, really, based on both of what you guys just said, uh, you know, folks will spend two months online looking at stuff, trying to get information, trying to read what the internet says they should do, or trying to understand prices before they pick up the phone and call me. And then when they do, in about a twenty-minute conversation, I've answered a ton of their questions. I've uh, I've advised them. I've given them immediate information and problem-solving for them. Then usually, what I tell folks. Is let me come out to your house for a quick walkthrough, and I can instantly tell you do what do you need to do to actually get your house ready to sell. Yeah. And we're rarely suggesting big capital improvements. It's usually the basics to get it cleaned up, get it looking good, get it market ready, get it picture ready, uh, that type stuff. Folks, Alexa ain't got nothing on Tyler. I'm gonna tell you, you Alexa is not going to help you in this situation. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. promise you right now. You make some such good points, and um, people that fear, you know, false evidence appearing real is what I always say what fear stands for. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, if you can call and talk to someone like Tyler or whatever, they're going to ease your fears because it's never as bad as you think that it is. And um, we have had people on the past. This is actually the best time to buy because you don't maybe have as many people going through trying to get through the funnel. Correct. So you'll have a little smoother process. You might have a little bit more comfortable, you know, dealings with your lender and, and your real estate agent. So right now is a is a perfect time to buy. Now, if you want to close before Christmas, that's going to be pushing it. <laughs> that's tough. But folks, the first of the year is coming up and Tyler would be a great fit for that. Um, we're uh, coming to the end of the show, Tyler, give me your um, email, your phone number real quick, and then we'll we'll get your uh, website on our, our site. Yeah. You can reach us at my office, 865-588-3232. Uh, or you can email me directly, Tyler at foxandfogarty.com. And the website's www.foxandfogarty.com. And we'll have that on the housing hour as Absolutely. well. Guys, yeah. this has been fun. We appreciate you so much. Thank you to Eric for producing us here and to Mortgage Investors Group, our sponsor and our guest, Tyler Fogarty. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. We'll see you next time right here on the housing hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also, check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.